Hello, welcome, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Underground Treehouse Podcast, a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. I'm one-fourth of your host, Ruben. Joining me as always is Keenan. What up? Marcos. Hi. And Isaac. Hello, hello. Today, we are going to be reviewing the third studio album, Blue Rev, by indie rock band Always. It's not the Always, right? Always. Always. It's always yeah. the Always. It's always been the Always. Whew. You know what I'm saying? It's technically Always. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Big this is <laughs> This is Keenan's pick. But before we get into that, as always, we're going to be giving you our music recommendations of the week, as well as our local beer recommendation of the week. Marcos was good at this music. I don't know how to pronounce this band, but they just dropped a single that I've been listening to a lot. Sanguish <laughs> Uga Bob. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is that? Swahili? Hey, yo. <laughs> it's Neanderthal. <laughs> Sanguish Uga Bob. Oh, say. Oh. <laughs> oh, featuring Aaron Hurd. Yes, that exactly. Keenan knows. Sangu- yeah, Sanguish. I just call him Sangua. Yeah, Sangua. yeah. And their logo is fucking ugly, and it looks like yeah. No. Oh, their logo goes sorry. We missed them when they came here too. No, they're hard sucked. though. They're hard as hell. Oh, they came. They came here. I thought at, you I went. Cuffs. No, I wish. No, but I thought they came with the uh, two hundred stab wounds and like. No, no, they came. They had aligned it by themselves. Oh, I, I <laughs> Can you spell the band name, please? Oh, jeez. S A N. I'm not gonna do that. It's too Just, long. No, spell it for the people because it really is like a yeah, ridiculous I, name. Yeah, I don't even know what you said. Sanguinishiku Baba. He's not joking. S A N G U I S U G A B O G G. Jesus. I'll have it in the show notes. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, they go hard. And that new single is called um, Face Ripped Off with Aaron Hurd. All right, I got something for y'all. I got that new M83. Ooh. Oh, I don't even want to pronounce his name, bro. <laughs> I mean, Marcus just did his best, bro. Bro. That's the least you could do. <laughs> Hey, yeah. <laughs> let, me see. let me see. Let me see. What me the see. fuck are you guys bringing to the podcast? <laughs> Ocean's Niagara? That's not Niagara. <laughs> <dog>. <laughs> Niagara? <laughs> that actually sounds pretty on point. Marcus, Marcus Ocean's Niagara? Canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally what it says. Yeah. All right. I got that new man. Yeah, I, blue face, baby. <laughs> right, Keenan. Right, uh, for real, though. I got that new M83 for you guys. It just came out on January 10th. It's called Oceans Niagara. Mm. And they're coming to Albuquerque. He's Whoa. coming to Albuquerque. M83. Whoa. Hey, yo. Get your tickets. Am I promoting this? Yes, I am. <laughs> Keenan booked it. I Shit, I wish. That'd be so sick. I'm, I'm so excited for the show. I mean, the song itself, it's very nostalgic sounding. It sounds like old M83. I haven't heard it. And so if you're definitely a fan of the indie, you know, electronic, kind of like gazy genre, this is right up your alley. Go check it out. The new single by M83. Mm. So you, you guys already know me. I'm a little different. Mm. I'm a little cork guy, you know. Prince of Egypt. That's <laughs> how greasy I am, you know. This dude has a Prince of Egypt in his playlist. He's <laughs> making the ocean. Spoiling my it. shit. Bro. Is that really it? Oh my <laughs> god, bro. There's no one way that's it. I, I mean, I could pick a regular song. No, but say it. You what was the song? That's whack, bro. I'm, fucking, I'm picking that shit. What do you mean? None. I literally only said that because you played it before we got in here. I'm sorry. I, I had to give the boys a taste. So, <laughs> the song that I'm picking is from a movie 
which is the best DreamWorks movie of all time. Is whoa, not, that is whoa, not whoa, true. Whoa. Bro, name a better movie than, drumroll please, motherfucking Prince of Egypt, the track called The Plagues, where he says, let my people go. And that fool says, fuck you, Island, your people go. <laughs> and then they build to a sick-ass crescendo at the end. Nothing beats it. Best DreamWorks movie. Best song in the movie. Bro, all the other songs on the on the soundtrack have a mil views. Easy. Jesus. Two mil views. Easy. Easy. It's all you. The plagues, bro. <laughs> the pl- <laughs> it's literally only you. The I plagues, bro. Eat. Seven mil. Easy. God damn. So, yeah. Sorry, I get a little hyped up. I get a little geeked up for fucking oh, Jesus, oh. bro. But Prince of Egypt. This shit goes hard as fuck. Watch the movie. Listen to the soundtrack. The Plagues. You're welcome. Kenan, damn you really quick. Iron Giant. Best P- DreamWorks movie. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. It's better than The Prince of Egypt? Never even seen it. Bro, I can automatically we... say it's Iron Giant. Anyway. Word. Right. Bro, animated though? Are you saying the best DreamWorks animated movie? Wait, they Because DreamWorks makes animated? other movies too. <laughs> Wait, what's that? They make other movies too. Okay. It ain't better than Shrek. I'll know that. I was going to say, Shrek, Shrek 2. Probably... Shrek 2. Shrek 2. Shrek 2. Shrek 2. That's true. Damn. That's true. Bro, that soundtrack goes hard. Bro, I completely agree. That was hard. All right. Ruben, go <laughs> off, King. Bro, real quick. Um, Iron Giant wasn't... Uh... Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, get fucked, <laughs> nerd. I know. I dapped you up. What the fuck? <laughs> Bro, Shrek, Kung Fu Panda, Madagascar, Prince of Egypt, Shrek 2, and Spirit, El Dorado. Madagascar is a sleeper pitch. Shutter. El Dorado's tight. Yeah, Shutter Eldorado's Island, super. Saving Private Ryan, Gladiator, Small Soldiers, Catch Me. Oh, small Soldiers. Soldiers. Easily. The Terminal, all of the Transformers, The oh, Ring, oh. Castaway, I Meet the Fuckers. Mid. Anchorman. Yeah, that was mid. Anchorman. Anchorman, yeah. True. They, the Ring? Yeah. What? 1917, Tropic Thunder. I love you, man. I love you, man's low Okay, key. it's Tropic Thunder. Sweeney Todd, Blades of Glory, Blades A Beautiful Mind. Bro, I still choose Iron you're Giant. Ch- you're gonna okay, get yeah, so I animated. Collateral. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the worst one. Bro, it's literally oh, so the top tier I list. fucking daffed you up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm telling you shut up. Look, you're upset at him and you're thinking it on me. And I, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> God damn it. He said dab me up real quick. And I said okay. <laughs> that was a reach, bro. I'm not going to lie. That was a reach. <laughs> That was a reach. Was that, was that just there. the first animated movie that came to your mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. My recommendation of this week is going to be an older artist. It's going to seem really weird, but I'll explain why I'm picking him. His name is Jay Paul. So if you were like all over SoundCloud and all that shit back in the day, uh, early 2010, so probably like 2012 or 2013 to be specific, this dude, Jay Paul, started popping off, right? He posted two songs, and it was, like, honestly pushing the boundaries of what electronic music was coming out with around that time. And not, like, in a way, like, that Burial did, or Aphex Twin did, but, like, bouncy, fun house type of electronic like music, DJ right? Blend. Yeah, but way better. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, nothing like that for <laughs> <laughs> like the the literal opposite end. Like, yeah. yeah, just like it. They might share some beeps and boops, but that's about it. <laughs> they they uh make music. Yeah. <laughs> they both make music. That's about where it ends. <laughs> so they both wear socks. I yeah. know. 
so so he comes out with these two tracks right you know everybody has all this hype around him and he kind of like disappears off the face of the earth after releasing a couple more but like artists like james blake cited him as a huge influence like flume cited him as a huge influence artists now who make electronic music cite him specifically as one of their biggest influences so then we don't hear from him until 2019 somebody leaks his fucking album and then he drops the album it's unmastered you know it's not completely finished mixed or anything like that but he just drops it. he's like all right here you go and then he releases like a little two track ep i think in 2019 as well again disappears we don't know what happened we don't know if this dude's gone or not. So the reason why I'm deciding to recommend him is one, probably because he's flown under a lot of people's radars. Like I said, if you weren't really into that internet shit back then, you probably haven't listened to him. But he just booked his first ever live show. He's been an artist for more than 10 years oh. and his first ever live show is at Coachella. And he's going to be opening for Frank Ocean. That's crazy. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, him the bill. Tell him the bill. Oh, it's too Tell many. Oh, oh, too oh, many dude. where he's in between. Oh, so it might suck because he might bleed into the second artist. Oh, okay. But should the bill flow how it's supposed to, it's going to be Jay Paul, then Bjork, then Frank Ocean. Well, that's pretty it, sick. It, it's an that's absolute stacked. insane three-piece hit or quitter, dog. Bro. But, yeah, Jay Paul, J-A-I, Paul. Um, two songs I want to shout out are Straight Out of Mumbai and Crush. Those are my two favorite songs from him, but... I think now it might be hard to hear the influence because of how far ahead <laughs> we are since these since you know his music first dropped. But I think if you go into his music with that context, you'll definitely hear why people, you know, cite him as such a huge influence. <clears throat> okay, our beer recommendation of the week is not going to be a beer. It's actually going to be the prickly pear margarita from Sadie's Restaurant, an Albuquerque fucking staple. Shout the fuck out. Yeah, man. I mean, if you're from Albuquerque, you already know. If you visited Albuquerque and you haven't eaten at Sadie's, oh, my God. You've been led astray somehow because this is a must-eat. Off the can, for generations, our authentic award-winning margaritas have been a favorite of New Mexico locals. Made with tequila, lime, and prickly pear, Sadie's prickly pear margarita brings the sweet flavors of the desert to your home. But wait, it pairs well with their Sadie's tostada chips? Sadie Salsa, and a view of the fucking Sandia Mountains. Oof. But that's just a recommendation. This margarita holds well on its own. I don't know about you guys. I've always had, you know, my, uh, I've always had my thoughts about canned margaritas. It just doesn't seem natural. But when you have a Sadie's prickly pear margarita, that shit feels more natural than anything else, bro. It's a game changer, bro. I should have shotgunned it. All right. Our review of Blue Rev starts now. Keenan, why did you pick this? Because I love this band, okay? <laughs> <laughs> totally down your alley. Facts. Oh, yeah. No, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a band that I've been following since 2015, and they've, they've just always been on, and they've always been on rotation for me. And once I saw that they came out with something new, and you, you know I had to jump on it, it was just exciting to see. It was exciting to see it make almost, you know, not even almost everyone, but, like, just a lot of people's top tens. And so... I tried to hold off as much as I could, but I just had to dive on in. And so once it was my turn, I just thought I'd recommend it. And so here we are. Cool. Did uh, Isaac Marcos, did you guys hear a lot about this album? Because I, like Keenan said, this is on damn near everybody's top 10s. If not top 10s, top 20s. I have So, it. 
You haven't no. at all? I've heard Neither. of the band before, and I've heard their first project, but I haven't seen this al- album on anyone's top ten. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking nuts because I was seeing this shit everywhere. And I had it. I'm glad you actually recommended this because I had it saved. Now, I've been meaning to listen to it. I didn't get around <laughs> to it for our top tens. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that this finally gave me a reason to listen to it. So as I was seeing this album posted on everybody's top tens, top 20s, as I was seeing it posted in you know Facebook groups, Reddit, everywhere that I was seeing it, I was seeing this album fucking like lauded as one of the best shoegaze albums. And I will say, I, I guess it's not necessary. It, it's a gripe only in the sense that I had expectations going to this album of shoegaze because of what I was hearing. I don't hear a lot of shoegaze on this. I don't hear any shoegaze on it. That's what I'm saying. I hear, I hear some, any. I hear some reverb, a, a lot on the vocals. I will, I will say that. And I guess on the guitar and there's some kind of wavy shit, but. I, when I first listened to this, and even now, listening to it now after how many times I have, I don't really see how this is seen as a shoegaze project. It's kind of confusing me. There's literally only like two or three tracks. Like indie pop. Tops. This is indie pop. And you get right. Yeah, and you get influences of shoegaze. Mm-hmm. Especially like there's like one track that's very like noticeable. But other than that, you just got like hints of it. Right. So it to come out like that. Um, I guess it didn't come out as a shoegaze album, but like for people would be talking about it like that. I could see it being influenced by shoegaze, but oh yeah, a hint. Or yeah, again, like you only hear like hints of it, so no. right. Like Marco said, it, he said it best. This, this is indie pop, right? Or like maybe dream pop, the closest thing to shoegaze. But that's just her vocals. That's not even like that's the instrument. Exactly. Everything, yeah, exactly. everything else is Too like poppy. super indie. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, I, I was going to this, you know, expecting that heavy shoegaze feel, and I just didn't get it. And I guess that kind of leads me into these first couple tracks because the first couple tracks, I mean, like Marco said, they're very indie pop. They're super fast, wavy, yeah. coasty, you know, they're real bouncy. Um, how did you guys feel about the uh, first couple tracks we got? Um, I thought it was, they were fucking bops. Bops, boy. Mm. Bops, the fucking beats, the sound engineering on them, perfect. The first track was really good, very perfect introduction. I thought her singing was awesome, and I was expecting, you know, uh... A little bit slower, but uh, honestly, uh, after listening to the first song, it really uh, got me excited to hear the rest of the album. The only gripe I had with the first track that kind of threw my mood off was the fucking last th- 20 seconds of it, bro. Fuck that. Like, I hated that distorted ass looking. That shit's guitar. You guitar. Don't like that? Fuck that. Dude. That shit got fucking that shit fried, sucked. bro. It did. That shit sucked. But other than that, the first to like the third track were really fucking awesome. The second track had a really sick beat drop in the first, like, five seconds. Mm-hmm. That shit was nuts. I liked it. It wasn't too heavy or anything like that, but it was unexpected on my first listen, and I liked it a lot. So uh, that was pretty awesome. And then the third track, After the Earthquake, is probably one of my favorite tracks. I, uh, because, just to get out of the way, I'm not, I like the first track, and then I think it just gets a little too samey for about, honestly, from the first track all the way up until... Online guy. R- really the sixth, yeah. So once we hit the seventh track, it, it kind of breaks up that Minani. But talking about After the Earthquake, I love that little break like towards the end of the song where the pace completely drops out and then it gets real like mellow, mm-hmm. fucking synthy, and then it gets right back into the fucking hard, that like super fast paced energy. Yeah. That's shit, dope. Imagine the fucking crowd vibing to that. That like, shit would be sick. Yeah, that shit would be dope. Yeah, the first, you know, first half of the album the first six tracks uh 
I, I, I agree with Marcos. That first track, hard as fuck, bro. Love that shit. The, the energy is just so infectious. It's so, like, lively despite, you know, the sad-ass lyrics, you know? Like, it's just... it. I, I hate when people say this. Like, when they when they just say it, like, you know, as, like, a placeholder for how they actually feel and not how, you know, how they really feel. But it really is a vibe, mm-hmm. you know? And I say that sincerely, like the the first six tracks are a vibe and that vibe is just like super, you know, um, energetic, you know, bright, you know, sounding, you know, good, you know, good stuff. Uh, Not exactly my favorite stuff, (laughs) but it's good. It's not bad. Like it's, it's, it's literally done in a very like high, high level of skill. It's just, yeah, what you said, Ruben, it, it, they did kind of start to feel, you know, very uh, reminiscent of one, in, of one another. And the only things that did, you know, break those up are, like Marcus alluded to, the, the janky as hell guitar riff at the end <laughs> of that song, which I kind of I like because it is kind of weird and it is kind of like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like when the songs do that. Um, how you were saying on that track where it goes – high pace to really smooth to high pace again after, after the earthquake bro yeah. when she does those smooth parts whoo she sounds good on that good, shit she bro, sounds good on that actually shit. fucking tremendous and anytime that she displays those talents and those skills and and like pulls from that you know bag i'm all over this thing anything that's smooth as fuck i'm all over it so first couple tracks liked them didn't love them uh, they were good technically, but I, they weren't like my favorite. It's when they uh, kind of went away from that is when I really started to so dig. So when it. they slow down the pace, that's why I like the second half. So well. when they slow down the pace, yeah, when they yeah, hundred yeah. percent when they slow down the pace and really I'm like the opposite let, with you. I hate it when they do that shit. <laughs> Damn. So you, so you like this first half then? Yeah, I like the first yeah, half. Yeah. I, but okay. I could I could see why because the first half is so energetic and mm-hmm. infectious, and that second half like. You know, so it, I like I love it at all times, but it really is for m- most people. You got to kind of be in a mood to listen to that real, real chill shit, you know, mm-hmm. and like especially the way that they do it in their own unique way. Like it's not it's not for everybody for all the time. Unlike the first six tracks, which is for everybody all the time. Like you can play that shit yeah. whenever pretty much. And, and it is always applicable. That's perfectly said because I'm about to be so biased right now. <laughs> bias it up baby i love it go off queen. so <laughs> the first six tracks is literally like what that that sound is what i fell in love with that's like the antithesis of exactly the band. so when Wait. i first discovered this band like that fast sounding ruben said it best that coastal sounding i mean this band's from canada and they're sounding like they're off the coast of california like surfing vibes real, that's very energetic very boppy and so getting into these first few tracks, this is exactly what I was expecting. Okay. So that like middle half, second half part, that's, that was something a little new. Um, they kind of went in that direction in their second album, which is uh, Anti-Socialites. And whereas their first album, which was their self-titled, was very surfy, very vibey, yeah. you know, mm. r- cruising down central with the sunroof open, windows down. Bro, the rays so, beaming on your face, ex- warming up your body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what you get from these first, these first few tracks. And so, um, instrumentally, it was there. 
Um, but to answer some of the, you know, the gripes about it, it being sounding the same, mm-hmm. that's indie for you. It's always going to be indie for you. Yeah. Every, any, and you look at any indie album, everything is going to sound the same. That tone's going to sound the same. It's just very fun and energetic. The only thing changing it up is the lyrics, you know. Which yeah. right. should really, really it, even do on this? Yeah, no, they're all it, fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> Who hurt this woman? Uh, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but what's me? <laughs> oh, well, say sorry, Mister. Actually, no, don't say sorry because without it, we wouldn't have had this album. So I apologize. True, true. true. To absolutely nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so what's nice about this band though is her voice is very unique. And is. you can you can definitely a range like to it for sure exactly so you could definitely pick her out from you know just any other indie band and so that's what makes them so you know unique. so infectious and unique like you said so this is this this album really caters to well I guess if you're a fan of the band then I guess you're just happy with what you got but exactly I guess if you're if you prefer one sound to the other within this band this album caters to that then. Exactly. They, they hit all the marks that they've kind of covered in the past, right? Exactly. If you like the first half of this album, go listen to their self-titled, which is their first release. If you like the second half of this album, go listen to their latest release. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they stick to that first half of the album. I don't know. I'm with Isaac over Same. here, boy. Lame. Hey, this second up, half. Baby? This second half. Dab me up, homie. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Go, baby. That's because we listened to the first half and we're so amped up that we can't even shake hands. That's oh, facts. but now hey, we got our dab up right, bro. Oh, we're about to mellow out. We're about to chill out, right? So we're before about to some dick. Fucking <laughs> 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 while bumping this. Hey, can I get so- a? Di- <laughs> He verified. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even have to pay for that blue uh, check. (laughs) 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 I just want to say, because as we said, you know, these first six tracks kind of have, you know, the same vibe to it. And I wholeheartedly agree with Isaac. It's fun. It sounds good, but it's just not really my speed. And I couldn't really get with it. Yeah. While those are serviceable and fine to listen to. I cannot stand many mirrors. I hate the way she sings in this song. Oh my god, am I the only? Well, obviously I'm not the only. No, I might be actually, but no, god actually, damn. I literally have right off the bat. I literally have right here, right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing good about this song was how catchy it is. What? Other than that, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> no, for real, literally, that's what I have too. Like. <laughs> Instrumentally, it's a sound, oh okay. Sound okay, wise okay, and so instrumentally, cool. it's catchy. B yeah. wise, it's pretty catchy. Her vocals, literally, I, I'm telling you, bro. I was that's why I was literally copy because we have this exact same shit, bro. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> he copied off my notes. <laughs> he peeked over real quick. Hey, dog, Actually, we, we, shared, we shared notes. We shared notes. Okay. <laughs> no, no, really. That's all I have. The only thing good about this song is how catchy it is. Other than that, I'm out. And th- yeah. this is the part where I realize that I'm not a fan of her hitting those long notes. Those long, yes, dragging. I didn't mind notes. that. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Actually, really? I actually kind of liked it. Me too. I, I, I'm not I mean, a fan of them. It's not her singing personally, but it's yeah. just like an it, annoyance. Uh yeah, many mirrors. Sounds right. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't really ha- see. That's the thing, bro. Is that I feel like bad about? Is that I wish when I listen to music, I want a visceral reaction or at least a reaction of any kind. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing a song can do negatively is be underwhelming. 
not bad, but underwhelming. Just kind of yeah, like many mirrors was kind of that, you know. Although lyrically, I I fuck with it. It's like the first song that isn't fucking doom and gloom and all sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. So I like that, and the and the sound was you know it sounded more triumphant, you know, which you know is cool. But yeah, it's very, it's just it's underwhelming, bro. Like there's just not there's nothing to really like sink your teeth into. So yeah, well, it's literally the pause, it's the divider, so it's not gonna deliver it's gonna, yeah it's not gonna deliver it's kind of but it, like, it sounds yeah. more triumphant than some of the other songs like the other songs were like faster and have a lot of energy but this one sounded like big you know right for the change that's to come for the change that's to come yes. yeah definitely and that change is gonna come into very online guy oh and he, so like oh, i did <laughs> give this song to shit. isaac go follow his tumblr hey children hey yo hey yo hey yo i got your ass that shit was personal yo holy shit hey no way i will got your ass what the fuck yo that's one one baby what That's the one. Fuck? God damn. I don't got no tumblers. We can't bro. Oh, shit. So I will say, so we were saying that the second half, you know, mellows out a little bit. Even though this song is pretty much like the dividing it is line, another divide. it's still not that at, like slower pace no, that we all. get. Not at all. But, but it's fucking catchy as fuck. Yeah, it's hella catchy. The vibe is like not even the vibe. The sound is like there's very experimental tones added to it. Oh yeah. This one is very like glitchy. So the first track, Pharmacist, when you get that, you know, final guitar playing for what the last like thirty seconds. Right. This is that song, you know, stretched out. And what did I say about that last part of that song? <laughs> so, you, are you saying you don't like this song? I hate this song so much. <laughs> well, Honestly, I had to listen to it on the second time because I thought she was mumbling the, fu- mumbling the first time. And I'm not a big fan of the way they interpret the distorted ass sounds. Like, we've reviewed albums that interpret <laughs> that. Like, fucking, what was uh, that uh, that hardcore band? Candy? Was it Candy? Was mm-hmm. it Candy? No, it was, it was Candy and, uh, and Chat Pile. Mm-hmm. Was it Chat Pile? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I interpreted all that glitchiness, all that. Right. I'm not a fan at, at all on this track. So yeah, to pass up on that I one. I feel GG's. that. Do you? What, how do you feel about the? Uh, do you like the lyrical content? It's literally about Isaac. What? <laughs> hey, yo. Oh, I mean, based off the title for sure. Uh, <laughs> yo, that's rude. Incel <laughs> with a tumbler. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding, Isaac. No, Ain't no reply guy. <laughs> yeah. When he I when I first yeah. heard this song, though, it definitely. <laughs> Like, I have Isaac in the back of my mind just going, this dude's a fucking incel. <laughs> this dude's a fucking incel. God damn. This is about his Reddit Holy account. Holy shit. Wait, oh, I'm an incel or, or did, Reddit. that it's me saying that the guy is an incel? No, it's you. I can hear you in the background calling this person that they're talking about. Yeah, that's oh, an yeah. incel. No, it's yeah. funny because I don't even see this guy, whoever they're talking about. Yeah, I don't see it as an incel. I just see it as somebody who's, like, clout chasing. I, it's It's not necessarily, like, as bad as, like gentlemen you like know dorian yeah like dorian yeah. but it's what it is it's a critique on a specific type of internet user who primarily uses twitter they're called reply guys because they always are in more you know it's me baby po- <laughs> <laughs> it actually is marco's <laughs> twitter hey but mark if marcos was a reply guy then these fools are incels because what Marcos is doing would be different. Like he's actually funny. Oh, what an actual apply guy is is somebody who. <laughs> Never mind. This man's shocked. <laughs> Throw him in Twitter jail. Really? Elon, where you at? GG. Um. No, but this is just like 
a certain type of individual who is kind of what Ruben said, cloud chasing. They just all they want really is just attention from the person and to seem cool and to essentially have like an air about them that isn't really them and not true to themselves. Right. And they're just looking for that attention and Yeah, stick to your fucking gimmick, dog. Yeah. And so I think it's interesting that like you're not targeting, you know, incels like even though I would love that, but it is also like an easy target <laughs> you're, at you're, the yeah. same time. You're not wrong though, because I do spend twenty seven point five eight percent of my time on Twitter, and Whoa. there are fucking you see them, huh? That's very exact, Doug. <laughs> My, Dude, that, my that, iPhone has your yeah. fucking time spent on data fucking, usage, bro. It'll yeah, show data you. Data usage, it tells me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you do see. So the reason why I say stick to your gimmick is because you'll have these massive accounts that let's say they just stick to to memes and stuff and then you go to you'll see them reply to only fans chicks or, or like a billy eilish or like yeah exactly just somebody with a way bigger platform yeah. and audience yeah and that's why and, and they get spammed with stick to your gimmick because you know you're a fucking page about me about fucking you know cats you're a meme yeah you're a, meme, you're a fucking right. meme and then they'll be over here like it and like being a reply guy it's fucking trying to hilarious. trying to slide uh-huh. in bro yeah like it'll be it'll be like some fucking like you said some model or something being like man life is so hard yeah and then it'll be a reply guy baby let me make it easy for you yeah. or like some dumb <laughs> shit you know and it's, it's funny because every it's, it's funny because like people will, will spam them stick to your fucking gimmick like stick to your fucking you post memes dog you post memes that's it stop trying out exactly bro well what makes it even worse too is this whole this whole song like it's not even talking about somebody who's quote-unquote made it if you can even make it within that type of space you know what i mean it's somebody who is still like they're saying he's one click away he's one filter away like i don't know there's something just so fucking sad about trying to live your life online and you know trying to like embody yourself in this fucking internet persona Right. You know, and just to always feel like, you know, you're just one kind of gimmick away from making it. But what is making it? It's some stupid ass internet shit. Sounds, like, sounds like Andrew Tate that you're just describing right now. Yeah, fuck Word. that fool. Fuck but that literally, something like Andrew Tate. <laughs> Shout out Greta. Yeah. Hey, Word. Big G's, homie. Yeah. But. Shout out Top, top G, G, baby. But. Word. But the tone of the song and the sounding of it, it's even though it is very different, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's, it, it's fun because it is, uh, it's very eighty sounding and it's very electronic, super uh, eighty sounding. I got like big eighties vibes. Yeah, like automated and it's not good. It, 80s, it's very so. cool. It's like some soft cell shit. Word. It's no, it's yeah. it's it's different and it's fun. It's like a like a nice little uh, nice little break for what's to come for what we just got to what we're about to head into. So then we get into Velveteen, and then Velveteen is fucking buttery smooth, hella soulful, almost like sounds real nice. Um, not too much that I really want to say about that one. It's just a nice real. It's a nice real intro into uh, spoiler the best fucking song in the whole album, Tile by Tile. Yes, sir. And to me, Tile by Tile is when this album like really grabbed my attention and held it for the next couple songs, like. This song, this one, and even, and again, I th- I hear more like dream pop on this. It's like super fuzzy, but on, not in the way that shoegaze is. It's very like lo-fi almost sounding. I completely and- agree with the lo-fi sound. Because on our last episode, I called something lo-fi and you're like, I disagree. So I was like, okay, maybe I just like need a refresher on like lo-fi music. So then when I was like, this sounds like lo-fi. I was like, bitch, let me look up some lo-fi before <laughs> I call this shit lo-fi. 
this shit lo-fi as hell. This boy. one for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. definitely. It just has that like filter over it that you know what I mean. Yeah, it has a certain fuzziness to it. Her vocals literally have her vocals down as like a wispy woozy. That's how I describe her Ooh, vocals. Wispy and woozy, woozy especially because woozy implies that it's like. Whoa, you know, exactly. like very slurry, but yeah. like very yeah. loosey goosey. Exactly. You, exactly. Yes, it's like when you're cool. high as fuck off of sleep deprivation, bro. You know oh my god! You know what I'm talking about? You're up <laughs> at 3 a.m. fucking being a silly goose in your kitchen, bro. bro you know what I mean? <laughs> Eating cheese out the bag. <laughs> Eating cheese out yeah. the, the shredded cheese Listen by the, the hallways. <laughs> <in the background>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is what this Yo. fucking. <laughs> Watching fucking the George Lopez show, all, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> all fucking latest fuck, bro. Uh, yeah, so so what? TV you in your kitchen? Hey, Damn, yo, you chill, bro. We ball like God. that. You rich, rich Damn. dog. You got a TV so, in your kitchen. What What did you guys think about this like initial, you know, quote unquote intro that these two songs gave you with this second half? Velveteen and yeah. Tile by Tile. Yeah, Velveteen and Tile by Tile. Like, did those two really do anything? Like, like, did you guys like that change of pace and then what it eventually led to? Like, what would you think about that initial listen? So I'll just go first real quick. Uh, Velveteen, I like the lyrical content, you know what I mean? And how it's, you know, about insecurities and stuff like that. But uh, nothing really, like, caught me super, super much, like, sonically. Tile by Tile. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh baby a triple. That <laughs> shit is fucking amazing. Uh yeah, tile by tile. It starts off real fucking good, real smooth. I almost get like a and I could be faded off the papanya for this one, but tell me if you guys get like like not like crust punk, but like the old school Gwen Stefani like vibes. Like Gwen vibe like just like ska? No, not like, Scott. No doubt, Just, Gwen Stefani. Yeah, like that's Scott. <laughs> yeah, but not not that version. Not that like the the later version. No, mm-hmm. I don't get that. Like, no, I don't, I don't ju- really. like just sonically, just sonically, I I like hear like Gwen in there, bro. Like she has like a tone in her voice that just is like. So super you're saying Gwen. mostly in the sing- in the singer, or, or on or, tile by tile, in right? The, on, on the first half of tile by tile, right? I get like Gwen Stefani vibes, and oh, uh. Kind of, but if you re-listen to it after I said that, you'll you might get kind of hear it. Not, connections, but it, yeah, it, it might be a bat, stretch, no. and I might be yeah. faded for that. But I don't uh, either. Sorry, it is okay. <laughs> Sorry. <No worries. laughs> um, but who gives a fuck what our voice sounds like when those fucking keys hit in, brother? Those keys, Ooh. bro. Hey, you ain't ever heard keys like that in your life, bro. Mm, Fucking mm-mm. Stevie Wonder could see this shit, how great this is, bro. God I love damn. this shit. What about the strings? Yeah, You're going to miss the string? Gonna, and, the, and the strings are, the strings are very strings. subtle, right? Yes, in the background. The, okay, the strings plays. are good. But the the, the way that nice. the keys hit, though, they hit at such a climax. That, like everything else after that. It almost kind of like drowns it out. But I just think it's just subtle enough to where it has a nice little layer to it. Is that what saves you the, this this song for you? Like the like the, makes it is just the piano. Uh, yeah. Is it just the keys? The keys are a big. Part. Has, the keys are like eighty percent of it. Yeah, Keenan has damn. a good point. The strings on this fucking song are actually really good, and her vocals are actually really fucking good. Mm-hmm. This isn't the slowest song, so I, I I like it a lot more. I don't think it's my favorite, but yeah, it's like it's a change of pace compared to other ones. But mm-hmm. obviously, the strings in this in this track, which is tile by tile, but to go back to Velveteen. 
I, I do love the lyrical content. I mean, we haven't really got much into the lyrical content of this album, but obviously. Sad as fuck. It's just super yeah. sad. She's, long story short, she's coming back to her hometown and finding out that things are different. But Especially, that's hard, though. That's such, is. that's, bro. Okay, you mean yeah. when you leave your hometown for a while and you come back, she's not going to stay the same? Well, of nope, course. Not at all. That's and and I just, I, I completely agree, Marcos. And And what's also good is that, like, a lot of these, Yes, okay, they're sad, whatever, but, like, I don't know. They're, she just has her own, like, unique way of, like, talking about, like, her own, like, relationships. Like, there's a million relationship songs, and somehow I found myself relating to this, you know, a lot more than others. Just because she's just coming from a perspective of somebody who's dealt with it in a yeah more, In a very, like, personable kind in, of in way. In a where yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, even, because we didn't talk about it, but the first track, Pharmacist, like, to to make a song about seeing your ex-lover's sister at Bro, the pharmacy. Bro, how like niche is that? That's exactly. super niche. What the hell? And yet somehow so relatable. Never happened to me, but yeah, I, I feel it. You, you feel for I mean? her. Yeah, you feel for her. And that's exactly how, even though those are very fast-paced, energetic songs, the lyrical content behind them is super sad. Yep. And so now that we're starting to actually like break it down and we're actually able to kind of understand what's going on and get the you know the theme of the album then we go okay now we can relate to it or feel for her because it's softer and we actually get to hear her emotions whereas in the beginning song she was just kind of like letting it out in a you know frantic haze or whatever but That's a very good point but um that being said about velveteen it is nice that the lyrical content does roll into taiwa tao because i do love that lyrical content and then the keys we do have the keys. I can't let. I can't leave out the keys. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But the strings is what I I really gravitate towards. So like Ruben said, even though it's very like subtle in the background, they're perfectly placed, and it, it definitely helps out the song. And it, it's the nice ease into what we're about to get. And so I think this song perfectly transitions into what we get. Yeah, I'm so glad you fucking sent me up for that shit because not only do we get a different change of pace. Not only in sound, but also in lyrical content. In track ten, Pomeranian Spinster. I don't like this song, but <laughs> but how dare you? You know, we we've got, we've got some very like we got some slower songs to it previously. You know, and then as we've said, you know, it's very like um, you know a lot of the songs as far as like lyric wise are very like it, it's all about heartbreak and it's very like like you said very sad. Who the fuck broke her heart? Nah, this song, we're going to play it fast. We're going to say, I'm going to get what I want, bro. Yep. I don't yep. give a fuck what anybody else wants. Yep. Like, You want to call me a crazy cat lady? Fuck you. I'm going to be a fucking Pomeranian lady, bitch. Like, facts. Exactly. Uh, and while I don't like... I don't like the song in general. The vocal delivery? Is that what you're I don't like. I don't like the song. I don't like the vocal delivery. I think what a big part of it, too, is I don't like the vocal... or the uh, I don't like the track placement that it comes here at this part of the album. But I will say I do give them respect for throwing it right there. I, there is a little sliver of me that's like, okay, well, if you're going to give us a song that's all about fuck you, I'm going to do what I want, you're going to put it in front of two of the slowest songs in the album? Yep. All right, I'll give you that. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. We got the two sad songs mm-hmm. in Velveteen and Tile by Tile, and now it's like like what you said, like this is our fuck you. Yeah. And, and I and here we go. Yeah. I would have like to me, I thought this shit would have fit perfectly after a uh, very online guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I thought it kind of keeps up with that fun, you know, boppy kind of pace. But uh, I don't know. I, I do kind of respect it, like I said, but I, I don't know. It, 
as a song on its own now. I, I just can't get with it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think this song is even different from like the first half. I think this these vocals are the most deranged on the entire project. She sounds out of her fucking mind on this one. Like, She's wildin', bro. And they're so raw and they're so just... I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Marcos is right. Maybe I just be liking shit just for the sake of it being fucking weird, bro. <laughs> but maybe that's just what it is, and it is what it is, bro. It, this shit's fucking weird, bro. And it, it, it's purposefully obtuse. Like it, it's purpose. It purposefully goes away from that catchy surfy sound and delves. More, it sounds more gritty. It sounds more raw, and I love that for it. Boom. I call that punk. Punk, literally. Bitch. That's what I had it down. That's what I had. This is very punk sounding because it go. is. It's raw and it's just. It's there and they're just going off at a million miles an hour. Bro. Yeah, and you guys and know I'm a fan of Pomeranian already. So I know you'd be digging this song too. Okay. It's weird though because I see it so different than the than what the second half is supposed to be about. Because I think mm-hmm. this track could be belong could belong in the first half. Right. Oh, definitely. Album, so. Yeah. Sonically. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just seems like such a weird outlier mm-hmm. that it's kind of odd that it was thrown right here, but you know. And I think that that's a perfect lead-in into the very next song. Belinda says, "Sad as hell, slow as fuck, trash as fuck." What? No, I'm joking. Oh, I was gonna be I'm so mad showing. at you. <laughs> it's not. It's not that bad. <laughs> okay, I kind of well, agree with that. It's not that what? bad. It's not that bad. It's, it's good. It's, 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 right. it's a small old bop, but it's just too slow for me. Okay, I could see that. I, I think so. Why why I say it leads into this song perfectly, lyric-wise, because, again, this is another song that's reclaiming, like, her power. Even though it's a it's over, like, a very shitty situation, a unplanned situation, pregnancy. an unplanned pregnancy where the fucking homeboy is already calling you, like, hey, yo, you're going to fucking, you know. Gonna... You're going to ex-nay this. Yo, that's <laughs> yeah, me, exactly. baby. Oh. <laughs> hey, where... <laughs> hey, where's the fucking co-hanger when I Yo, I'm d- I, li- I live down the street from Planned Parenthood, bro. I swear to God. There you go. But this is a song where, again... I do, though. <laughs> where the... Don't where dox the... yourself. <laughs> this is another song where the... Where the um, where the like overall themes and the messaging is very positive. Like, it's very, like like you said, taking control of it. And being like, no, I'm gonna in in the sense of this song, I'm gonna have the kid. I'm gonna, you know, make sure it works. I'm gonna raise that shit in a small town. For Yo, real, work say, at the diner, bro. Yeah, bro. She has big dreams, even though they're so small. That's yeah. big dreams. But the, oh, she's the, able to- the story of the song, like you just said it best. It's just, it's a fucked up situation. Then just the person just trying yeah. to make the best of it, and so exactly. It, and you get that same tone that we've been getting. We get that nice, fun, catchy sound to such a fucked up story. Exactly. And that's what that's why it's dope is because the sound just adds to that, you know, optimism of the song, too. Yeah. And just literally just this person just scared to move on and just grow up. And it's just so it's pretty sad. And it's fucked up in a way. So I don't know if it's about her or if it's just a made up character or what. But like the story right. itself is just bad. And so... Belinda says, "Who was ex- who exactly was it based off of?" Do you remember, oh, dude? It's it's over that one song. Um, oh, uh, where did she get? She I, got the name. It's in the Black Mirror episode. That's all I know. Oh, he- heaven is a place on earth with you. Is, is that Belinda Carlisle? He- yes, it it's is. Belinda Carlisle. It's Belinda Carlisle. Yup. Okay, so so you told me about this, right? 
and I listen to that song, I don't hear it. I don't I, know if I'm tripping or what. I don't either. So apparently it says it's supposed to be the same tempo and chord progression in the verse to Belinda Carlisle's Heaven is a Place on Earth. Oh. And so Okay. I still don't hear it. Okay, because when I was hearing it, I was thinking more of like in the chorus. And I didn't hear it, so I that just might be on me, but I mean, still listening through that song, I mean I didn't 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 get it. But again, it's it's just the same tempo and chord progression. Okay. That's music shit that's going like right over our head. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. So then that's really like a good lead in to the last three tracks, which would be Bored in Bristol, Lottery Noises, and Fourth Figure, which as we've said, you know, second half, very lower tempo, heavy. And these two tracks really kind of bring that. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. That last track. Fuck. I'm about to disagree with you on that haunting. one. Haunting. Fourth figure. Yeah. Haunting. I love that, but only half of it. It's only a minute, but but you don't like it. <laughs> I hated it. Why? Bro. I was very churchy, choiry vibe to it. That, oh, that's I what's sick that. about it. That's that is exactly not what, what I it's said sick to. with. It is not. There's, you you can pull that off, but I think that this was just just too boring. The overall, like the sound of it, it is it is very churchy. It, like it, it's it's perfect. I I like I don't like the way I don't like that it ends the album with this song. Mm. I I don't. But with. For what it is, I thought it was still like a fun track. Kenny makes a good point, so I'll change my opinion about it right now. I guess since the second half, it fits perfect with the second half. I'm upset that they ended it as the last track because it fits mm, perfect. That I could agree with. Yeah, with the second half, it fits the, the whole uh, the whole aesthetic to it for sure. Mm-hmm. But it just sucks because it's the last track. And I don't like it being the last track. With this, even though it's not a bad track in itself. It's a great way to end that second half. I wish it would have been a little more grandiose to end the entire album. With that being said, for the the track is good for what it is. Okay. I just wish it would have been a little more up tempo or just maybe a little longer to finish off the track or okay. finish off the album. The reason why I only like the half is because, like Marco said earlier, the first half of it is like very church organy. Like it sounds like it's being played in a cathedral. You know, it's very, very ethereal. Very ethereal. Yes, it's very very dissonant. ethereal. Yes, very ethereal. Very ethereal. Yes, very ethereal. <laughs> very <laughs> dissonant. Like it sounds like it's being played like way farther from the mics than it really is. You know, very echoey. It has this real cool ambiance to it, right? And then right at that 30-second mark, it drops off, and then it kind of, like, fades out with these, like, real mellow, like, synths and strings. And it feels like it was just building up to something so much stronger than what it ended off with, right? I just feel like it could have ended on a big crescendo. So I agree with you on that. It could have ended on a big bang. Yeah. But it should have been a slow, like, epic kind of crescendo, not like a fast-paced kind of thing. Yeah. So, conceptually, yes, I like it, and I like the direction it was going in. It just did kind of fall flat towards the end. Not really too much to add. I completely agree with everything you guys said, um, at, at least in terms of, like, the wish it was longer. Uh, kind of weird that it's the last track, you yeah. know, stuff like that, but... I mean, for what it is, bro, I liked it from start to end, bro. Like, I don't know. It, it To me, I like the buildup. And, and I know you're not saying that you don't like it. You're just saying you wish there was more of a payoff. I, I was okay with the payoff just because 
how they did it was so strong that I would like it to be longer and would like a bigger payoff. But what we got, it wasn't too bad, bro, in my opinion. But teach their own. All right. Are we good to wrap up? I think we're good. Everybody good? Okay. So we'll get into our wrap-up of the album. We'll give you our overall thoughts, overall score, and top three tracks. Isaac, start us off. I want to get started off, though. Okay, Marco, start us off. I mean, I'm sorry. You should go first. Isaac, start us off. You know what? You're right, Marcos. Go ahead. You fucking pussy. I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) So this album. (laughs) You're kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, Blue Rev. Uh, This is... A pretty new sound for me to explore and uh, a new band entirely for me. Never heard of them. So this is my first listen. And uh, I got to say, even though I'm not too much of a fan of the first half and like, you know, that sort of sound, everything that they did on this album was highly proficient. Whether I liked it or not, that's one thing. But what they did on this album was very very well done um repetitive yes but i mean fuck bro there's only so much you could say about a heartbreak you know there's only so many chord progressions there's only so much you could do within that you know genre so uh i th- i thought for the most part it was very good technically speaking anyway uh the lyrical content on this was fucking phenomenal i think there should be more albums about slice of life heartbreak you know like yes talking about the overarching themes of heartbreak is really nice but when you could relate to singular moments it's really 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 impressive especially when you feel like you can connect with it when you've never even experienced you know certain things with all of that being said my top three tracks would be board in bristol fourth figure and of course tile by tile Who? Uh, and I will give this a six and a half out of ten. This album is repetitive, extremely, but it circles back around from upbeat, happy to sad and slow, and all great vocals mm-hmm. through through and through. Um, nothing too experimental with this album. Um, lyric wise, um, I agree with you. It's nice that you get some uh, average Joe uh, breakup that they sing about. You're relatable to the average person. Facts. Yeah. So. Uh, on top of that, um, short album, nothing too long. Uh, the only thing I have, I guess, as a whole is the track placement. But 35 minutes isn't long at all. I think it's a perfect track, al- perfect length album. And the sound is amazing. Vocals delivered. Um, just a couple of grabs here and there. So top three uh, tracks are um, three. Fuck. This is, not, this is interchangeable. After the earthquake... Pressed, and Pomeranian, top three or three on Um I'll give this a seven out of ten. So here's all the buys coming out right now. <laughs> Let's hear oh, it. This no. album was as expected. Personally, <laughs> this album was ex- as expected. It's catchy. It's good. The lyrics, the theme of the album, really good. It's not very relatable, but you could definitely feel for this person. I I really I really love this album. It's fun, and if you can't relate to the lyrics, you can still have a good time listening to it with all of its catchy hooks and sounds. If you if you're a fan of this album and you're unfamiliar with their self-titled track, please go check it out. And again, that's the always with uh, two V's instead mm-hmm. of a W. So, I probably should have clarified earlier. <laughs> 
you know been a fan since 2015 so i'm i'm excited with this sound and where they're going and if they choose to go in a new direction i'm gonna follow if they choose to go back to their roots i'm there and and so with that being said this this album was this album was great again if it's a little biased i'm sorry <laughs> but i got eight out of ten and... i got eight out of ten on this poser you know the <laughs> This uh, this album, you know, it made my list. So, uh, with that being said, top three tracks I got: After the Earthquake, Pharmacist. Let's go. And <laughs> Pomeranian Spencer. That's oh, up right now, bro. With some honorable mentions: Bored in Bristol. Ooh. And Lottery Noises. I think I could kind of take everybody's. I I could take a piece from everybody's review and kind of be like throw it into mine. Um, I will say though, I did have high expectations going to this based off of what I was reading about it. You know, for it to be ranking so high on so many lists and to have all these different influences that, you know, apparently were taken within this album, I had really high hopes and I can't really say it hit the mark. Um, I agree with what you said, Isaac. I agree that it was just a little too samey for me and you know especially front half heavy there just wasn't too much that really stood out you know i just felt like and then even on the second half i really liked the second half of it but again i just felt like there wasn't really anything like really grabbing me too much you know what i mean um I, I don't know if that has to do with just high expectations going into it or if it's just not a sound that really connected with me but it just was an overall underwhelming album. I won't say disappointing because I do think a lot of it is very listenable. It just didn't quite hit what I was wanting out of it. Vocals for the most part were good, but very annoying parts. I will say I I do not think she has a very unique voice. I think she kind of has a run-of-the-mill indie pop kind of voice. Oof. I don't think she really sticks out too, too much. Um, and aside from like maybe slower parts where there's keys and there's synths and there's like some soft strings, I don't think even the sound really does too much of anything different. I just think it does indie pop fairly well to good and at times great, but just not enough to really hold my attention for a whole album. So my top three tracks are going to be number three, very online guy. Uh, number two, Belinda says and number one tile by tile. And my overall score is going to be a five and a half. Shoo. Ah, damn. I would jump over the table right now. <laughs> you know what? I get it. Y'all don't fuck with indie. All right? I'm never hey. gonna, I'm not picking indie no more. If it ain't no. Band of Horses, if it ain't M83. Hey, what about Saturn? I like Saturn. Man, what the fuck? That was indie folk. I gave it a <laughs> That was indie folk, idiot. Get it right. It was it indie pop. Y'all didn't damn. fuck with Doug. Y'all didn't <laughs> fuck with Modest Mouse. You know what? Hey, hey yo, that Modest yeah, that Modest no. Mouse was trash. trash. Hey, ain't nobody <laughs> fuck with that Modest Mouse. You don't bro. fuck around with Midwest, Western, Central, LA emo or what? <laughs> LA? What the fuck you talking about? Get the fuck out of sign. here! He has the Modest Mouse signed in his fucking that backpack. Just dropped and scratched the CD <laughs> and dropped it in beer. <laughs> And Jonathan and Beer. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I think that's a good point to uh, close this shit out. <laughs> that was our review. You can hear him opening the poster. Hey, frame that shit. We got to get it up. Here. I have a lighter right here for no, that shit, dog. I didn't forget it. 
I stand by that. But but there are directors fucking fire. Hey, word. Hey, I got a poster from uh, the Moon in Antarctica. I'll pull that shit out. I'll I'll frame that. Oh well, yeah, that'll conclude our. I think we can end on that note of our review of Blue Rev by Always. Let us know what you think about the album. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Then let us know what you think. Till then, we'll see you guys next episode. Thank you for listening. Later. Bye.